0: so many people are going to tell you that you can't do it but we're here to tell you that you definitely can right let's do a podcast bonus
1: another bonus episode
0: here we are again this week you did it bloody without me. Yeah, well, you went on bloody holidays. That's your own fault. <laughs> Our business partner, Yona stepped in for this one. Another live podcast at the Apple Store, this time with Sarah Tasker. Yeah, so this was another Today at Apple session. The Today at Apple sessions are great.
1: They're held in-store. You can go down and learn different things. You can sign up online to all the different activities and all the different sessions that they have. Like If you want to learn how to be better at editing on photos, if you want to be able to learn how to draw on an iPad... Like anything you want to do creatively on an iPad, they probably have a session down there for it. So it's definitely worth checking up on the Apple website for that.
0: Yeah. So when I was learning how to use Procreate on the iPad, I used a lot of YouTube tutorials, but I found that just asking questions to a couple of the guys in there, I actually got more from that kind of yeah. one. I, I guess it's how you learn. But like for me, I I learn much easier if someone's like there explaining to me, like oh, you do this. And yeah. We
1: met one of the people who runs one of those sessions one we did one of our previous talks and i'd actually been walking through the store at the time when she'd been teaching a lesson on how to use procreate and like drawing animals and like walking past annoyingly i had stuff to do because it looked so good that yeah. i actually just wanted to go and sit down and do it because she was great
0: yeah so they do i think they do those sessions almost daily don't they of, of yeah there's, um, there's stuff, several
1: like... different ones every day in all of the different stores especially in london and i think you can just check online to find out which ones in your area have yeah them. so yeah google
0: today at apple um but yeah and they and they also get sort of experts in um and so that was why we were called in for this one and um, we've also got two sessions coming up in september 2019 so stay tuned to our instagram at rebels create and we'll post on the stories there when our next sessions are coming up well, enjoy this episode yeah it's great um sarah tasker is a blogger photographer writer and a business coach who says the internet especially instagram changed my life and uh, sarah went from working for the nhs to building her own hugely successful business and is passionate about helping others to do the same she's just such a lovely person um, and i think we're going to do some more stuff with her in the future so um, enjoy this little bonus episode and there'll be more to come You'll notice behind me, Adam is not this person here. This is Yonah. So back in 2010, when we first started our business, it was myself, Adam, and Yonah who started Graffiti Life. And through the years, every business we've opened, we've always done it, the three of us. And so, yeah, so Yonah is standing in in um, Adam's stead. Um, so so yeah so an introduction to Yonna. she's the brains and the heart of all of our businesses and uh, much more intelligent than these two idiots but yeah so pleasure to introduce you to Yana. so yeah the podcast Creative Rebels um, some of you are already listeners some of you here are here because you know Sarah and uh, some of you just came in to buy a charger but um, (laughs) hopefully you will all learn something today and yeah so Creative Rebels is a podcast that's Basically, because it's 2019 and it's an amazing time, we can all do whatever we want for a job. And that's what we just want people to do. We want to inspire people and tell them like how they can do their own thing. And a person that's done this is the lady to my left, Sarah. In fact, on your website it says, the internet changed your life.
2: Yeah, and specifically I would say, Instagram changed my life. I owe an awful lot to it.
0: Specifically Instagram. So. How did that come about? I mean, it was a a really fast thing when it happened, like you just started gaining followers like really, really fast. Did you set out to have a really popular Instagram account or were you just documenting?
2: It was sort of accidental, it was very organic. I set myself this little New Year's resolution in the January of that year that I wanted to get 1,000 followers. And it hadn't been that long before that where I'd only just realized that you could get likes on Instagram. Like these little orange, because they used to be orange, these little orange hearts were popping up at the bottom. And I was like, what is this? And then I realized. So then I set myself this target for 1,000 followers. And by the end of January, I would got there. That was like my year's goal. And by April I was at 35K and then I was featured by Instagram and it just snowballed.
0: When you woke up and you'd been featured by Instagram, like what was that day like?
2: It was like Instagram Christmas. Instagram Santa had been, and they used to send you an, a little DM to tell you that they were gonna feature you. So I had that in my inbox. I took a screenshot, so I got it.
0: <laughs> so you knew that madness was about to ascend onto your profile?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd seen it happen to like a couple of other people I knew. So I knew what it meant, although I hadn't ever expected it to come my way.
0: I mean, what I say to people when they're thinking about growing their Instagram is that you can just make content and hope and pray that you're going to get lucky and that Instagram are going to pick you up. But that's basically like winning the lottery. And so, I mean, obviously you weren't relying on that. So you had, you were more kind of strategic in being featured and, and gaining more of a following. Like, how, how do you kind of go around that?
2: Yeah, well, so the short version is the story I've just told you, but of course, for every success story, there's always a longer version with chapters that people don't see. And for me, that was being really into all the earliest forms of social media. So I was huge on forums, spent all my time on forums back in the day. There was a website called Chictopia, which I'm slightly cringing, now I say it. It was like an outfit, fashion sharing website, outfit of the day type thing. And... All of these kind of different platforms, so many over the years that I got obsessed with in turn, kind of figured out how to use them, figured out how to speak in a way that connected you with your audience and got conversations started, figure out what kind of pictures get people clicking on them, what pictures rise to the top and which ones don't. So that by the time Instagram came along, I already had all of these skills and it was like the perfect platform to use everything I'd been working on.
0: What's the most common like, thing that people do wrong on Instagram?
2: Um, I don't want to offend anybody in the No, audience. I
0: think it's important because if, if people then realise that this is happening in their feed, it's something that they can then change. Because I think yeah. a lot of people don't realise how kind of calculated you should be with your feed.
2: Right. So, I mean, if you're using it as a platform to try and grow something professionally, because not everybody is, and then there are no rights and wrongs if it's purely social media. But if you're using it with a purpose, I would say not being mindful about what you post. So people who just kind of put everything up there. But the the really big one is using it as a broadcast platform rather than a conversation platform. So imagining that you're Beyonce and just putting stuff up and waiting for your fans to come and adore you doesn't really work on Instagram. It doesn't work on very much anymore, really. You need to get in there, you need to kind of get your hands dirty and actually care as much about the people you're talking to as you want them to care about you.
0: So when you start to build, like, a large following, how do you then balance that with the DMs that you're getting are too many for you actually to to respond to. I suppose, is that why you kind of started the podcast and things like that? So you could more scale that activity?
2: Exactly. So there is definitely a point where you're like, I can't feasibly reply to every comment. I can't necessarily get to every DM in my inbox. And people are understanding of that. It's not like suddenly the, world, the world's going to end because you don't do that. I think it's still important to be showing that you are willing and trying so I'll still reply to as many comments as I can within a limited time period and I'll still reply to DMs every day go into my inbox, see what's fresh and try and reply to some of them. But yeah like you say, especially because you start to realise there's recurring questions that you're going to get, there's recurring things that people want to talk to you about so then you can start to think okay what other ways I can address this need for people and give them access to the information that they want.
3: Exactly why we started the our podcast really is because we were getting asked the same questions from creatives and people trying to do similar things to what we're doing and yeah scaling up was scaling up the way of kind of providing that value to people asking those questions was exactly why we started Creative Rebels
2: and there were so many things I learned as I built my business and as I still build my business where I was like why does nobody tell you this? Why did nobody tell me that I could build a business, literally no one in my entire life? You guys do it. I do it on my podcast. And, and that was really my driving force was like, I need to get this message out there for all the people who were me 10 years ago and need to hear it.
0: So how did you go about starting your podcast? I know, because it's funny, Like I, I know we were going to talk about Instagram, but we were kind of talking earlier about how it's really important to not be captured by just one platform, because it happened to us on Vine when we had 20,000 followers on Vine and then just the next day they've all disappeared and you never see those people again. So that's why I'm, like, really kind of interested by the other routes you're going down other than Instagram because that's already popping for you. So your podcast has been really successful. You've had, like, a million downloads, is it?
2: Yeah, probably another 500K on top of that or something now as well. It's, it's oh. been really popular. And I have another podcast that I do with a friend now. It's also a number one business podcast called Letters from a Hopeful Creative. little plug there. Um, yeah, so the podcast... I was listening to lots of podcasts. This was a good few years ago now, but I was listening to so many and kept thinking, gosh, I really, I have so much to say, but I'd be terrible at this. Like, I I don't talk on camera very much. It's not my comfort zone. And whenever I catch myself thinking I can't do something because I'm scared I'll be bad at it, I have a bit of a tendency to stubbornly force myself to give it a go. So I was like, I'll do three months three months is re- is respectable. It'll be out there in the world. I don't need to carry it on. And then by the end of the three months, I was like, oh, this is, this is amazing. This is the next thing for me.
3: What would you say to people who, because um, a lot of people have asked us, do you think it's too late to start a podcast? What would you say to people who are thinking about starting a podcast?
2: Never too late to add your voice to the world. It really isn't. And there's this really cheesy Pinteresty saying, but it's, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the <laughs> second best time is today and that's true like people ask the same thing about instagram have i missed the boat is it too late to grow a following well no clearly it's not because people are still launching today and having amazing success and if you don't try then you're guaranteed to fail
0: so how would you approach it now if you were starting at zero as a podcast or, instagram? or as instagram
2: I thought about this actually, like a sort of part of me wants to try it, say, make a new account and just experiment. <laughs> go in with a really clear idea of who you are and what you want to say. The more you can kind of start with that in your head, the more rapidly you're going to connect with people and the less time you're going to waste. But I think it's also important to go in with clear ex- with realistic expectations, that it is going to take time. It's going to take time to find your style, to find the kind of images you want to be creating, to learn all the skills that you need to do it well. It looks so simple. I just chuck a picture up on Instagram. But actually, and as we'll see, like with the practical session at the end, like there's a lot of technical stuff that can be involved with making really great quality Instagram images and also captions.
0: Yeah, i think when it comes to certainly instagram like these apps are designed to produce as much dopamine as possible they're they're advertising platforms they're not really social media they're they're there for advertisers and and that's fine because that's the business that facebook built and like and that's why they bought instagram is because they saw that potential so they're designing it to keep us on there for as long as possible and i suppose that we kind of it's like fun to pick up instagram and like scroll through and you're liking and people are liking your stuff and that feels great but then in order to actually grow you have to put time and all of a sudden instagram becomes hard work and i think that's why a lot of you get a lot of accounts that they're sort of they're hitting they're like near a thousand followers or whatever and it just becomes hard and they just die off and i mean i mean you've certainly had that with with your account that you i guess did you lose passion for it i guess
3: well, I, it's funny because I did exactly the same as you and I set myself a target of getting a 1,000 followers. And as soon as I got there, I just lost my steam. It was so hard work and it stopped being fun. I think that for that particular... It was a hobby, it wasn't a business. It was an Instagram account about ghost signs and sign writing. But it just stopped being fun. I think that when we do it a lot for our work as well, you do... You, yeah, it's, it's the boredom of, of continuing to do the same thing every day. It's... It, It's not easy.
2: And it's kind of a tangled mess you get into when you have a creative business, because most of us, if you do what you love for your job, you start to ask things of your creativity that you didn't when it was purely a hobby, and it changes your relationship with that thing you loved. And actually, one of the things I've really had to do recently is reintroduce hobbies into my life that are just hobbies, because I'd like monetized everything in my life by accident. And so I'm a big advocate for if you're not enjoying it, stepping away. And actually, most of the time you can find, if it is for a work purpose, you can find somewhere else to channel your energy and enthusiasm. So if Instagram is driving you mad, go to Twitter or get really into Pinterest or make a podcast or get back into blogging or, you know, email your newsletter out every week. There's so many other ways that you can be expressing yourself. I love Instagram. Instagram works for me, and it, I still think it's the most powerful way to connect with like how many, like a billion people, I don't even know, I would need to look at the more recent numbers, but they're all there in the palm of your hand to connect with. But if it's not working for you, it's not the only option.
0: Yeah, I, I think my, my favourite app at the moment is actually Medium.
4: Yeah. And
0: like, I find myself now scrolling through Medium exactly the same way I would with Instagram. Stopping and, and reading articles instead of just like liking eye candy.
2: I'm on Reddit doing exactly the same thing. Isn't that interesting? Yeah.
0: And, and I guess it's it's find what works for you, isn't it? It's if like there's some because you you mentioned about presenting to camera. And that, that's something that both Yonah and Adam are like nagging me to do, like constantly. And I still haven't got the the kind of I mean, my friend Jay, who's sat up against that tree there. We've been mucking around with some videos that we've we've been putting around, but I've ne- I haven't gone, I haven't fully committed to it. Um, and I know I should do it, but but I think it's it's finding the things that that there is a platform for everyone. Because if you're not confident in the front of the camera, you can you can blog. If you're, you're, or you don't want to be in front of the camera, but you're a great talker, start a podcast. And I mean, the beauty of a podcast is you don't even need to be a great talker because you can just ask questions (laughs) and get the guests to do all the hard work, so.
2: Amazing, don't tell them it's a secret.
0: But there's, yeah, I know, right? It's the the best secret. Like that's why Creative Rebels is successful is because our guests are amazing. Like that's all you need. Just invite some like (laughs) people who are much more clever than you on and let them do the work. It's the best. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Twitter. Like, if you're, if you don't have time to write blogs, like, and and the innovations that happen as well. So, I love that people are are posting like threads on Twitter now. So you can you can distill a blog into multiple tweets, which I think is great.
2: Like bite-sized headlines, but long-form content.
0: Yeah, and have you seen on um, Instagram recently what what the kids are doing? You, they have a feed that's like completely curated. And then the, and, But then the swipe images yeah, are... the
2: carousel. Yeah, so
0: yeah. from what I've read, this is a way of kids keeping their feed so that their parents or whoever's checking their feed, <laughs> on the outside it looks great. And then whatever madness they want to post about, is just you just swipe each photo and they use the carousel feature to add in all of their memes and, and who's snogging who. Genius.
2: Brilliant. It's like um, an age restriction, but against the older folk yeah. <laughs> instead of the younger ones.
0: Yeah, and I I love the fact that, like, we get hold of these apps and we use them in innovative ways, and I think that's why I loved Vine, is just having those six seconds of, uh, like, actually being restricted by it, of, like, I've only got six seconds to make something, Um, and I think that can help with your Instagram as well, is restrict yourself, like... Tell yourself, these are my guidelines, and then don't, would you, is that something you'd agree with? Like,
2: I think creativity really flourishes in restriction, which sounds so counterintuitive, you'd expect the opposite, but if you give yourself permission to go and take a picture of anything in the world, you probably won't leave your house, but if you say, I've got to take a picture today, so one of the challenges I sometimes do when I teach is we roll dice with words on and you get two words and those are your keywords and you have to go and take a picture that fits those parameters. And immediately your head starts to fill up with all of these ideas and that's just true for any creative medium, I think. We, humans are designed to create themselves out of problems and find solutions, so if you give yourself those parameters it, it kind of brings your brain to life it helps
3: your kind of feed have continuity as well because like you were saying earlier restricting what you post and curating your feed and one thing we're always telling people is if you have a yoga account then don't post pictures of your cat yes because people aren't following you for your cat you might like your cat but people want to see your yoga pictures because that's why they're following you yeah
2: It's an exercise in branding, ultimately. And actually, Instagram is such a great training ground for discovering and understanding your brand. Because every time you post something, you get immediate market research feedback. Did people like it? Did people skip over it? What were the comments you were getting? Did people share it? Or did it get just those dust balls? Like, every time you post something, you can collect this data and reflect on it and work out more about how you want to orientate yourself and where you want to go. And everything that we talk about with branding, like colors, visuals, tone of voice, the character you're bringing, all of that is is what you see on a great Instagram account. And it's why like a beautifully curated account can skyrocket, but also one where it's super real and it's just someone talking to camera with like mum hair every day and dirty nappies in the background. Because as long as it's on brand to you, and it's really authentically you, then it's going to resonate with the people who are like you.
0: So if you're always a mess, go forward with <laughs> always pretend. being a mess.
2: You're not. <laughs> Plus, can you imagine, if you're always a mess and you have to tidy up every time you're going to take an Instagram photo, you're never going to take an Instagram photo.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you ever suffer with, I guess, perfectionism? Of this photo has got to be absolutely perfect. I, I guess, especially if you're in it
2: yeah it's it's something i think we all have to navigate that tricky relationship with there's a really lovely thing in the big magic book by elizabeth gilbert and she talks about creativity how it has to be sacred it has to be you have to believe it's really important that this picture i'm taking right now is really important but it also you have to be willing to throw it away and actually it doesn't matter at all and holding both of those things in your head at the same time is quite a tricky thing to do, but that's, that's true of anything we make. You have to be re- ready to say, all right, it's just an Instagram photo, like I need to just get over myself, but also take it seriously enough to put the time and energy into it that it deserves.
0: I mean, I caught myself spending hours, like literally hours on um, a recent post, like, because we've been doing a lot more like long form text in the captions which I've been writing like 700 words, but I think it's capped at 300, so we've been putting yeah. the rest of it in the comments. Not sure if that's working, but we realised that people were reading it a lot more in the captions than they were actually like having to spend time, come out of that and go into the blog. Yes. Um, but as opposed to when it's on Medium, when they'll just consume it there because that's what they're expecting. I guess it's kind of the room that you're in, in terms of the app, like being in that room, that's what I'm expected to do in that room. But like, I just had to like kind of slap myself around the face and just be like, it's an Instagram post, <laughs> like. It's gone in 30 seconds. Like, yeah. don't worry too much about it. It doesn't have to be completely perfect.
2: Yeah, I think I'm quite lucky in the sense I have a very short attention span. So if anything takes me more than five minutes, I'm like, oh, it's, it's done. That'll be fine. It's done. And so that's true of my photos. Like, I take 99% of my Instagram photos on my iPhone, and I always have, because I've not got the time for faffing about. I just want to get on with it. And same for caption writing. And, yeah, it keeps a little bit of sanity in there.
0: I think is another thing that holds a lot of people back as well is that, oh, I need the right equipment, I need, yeah. I need the cameras. And I think a lot of the times we can spend, we spend that time like fretting about those things because it's actually putting off the actual action of doing the excuse, thing. an excuse,
2: isn't it? Totally. Yeah. It's just another way to procrastinate. You'll also find people who are like, oh, I need to learn first, so I need to take all the courses or I need to get the qualifications and then I'll start... Or sometimes I'll have people who say, well, I I want to fill up my Instagram account with beautiful images and then I'll take it off private and show it to the world. That's not how it works. You just need to get in the trenches and mess up and there's that brilliant quote about the gap who is that quote by can you remember it? i'll find it and i'll send you a link so you can put it in the show notes but basically it's about the gap between what you want to create and what you're actually creating right now and how disappointing it is when you're in the gap and you you can see where you want to be but you're not making what you want to make and the only way to bridge that gap is to keep creating so you need to get in there you need to take the rubbish pictures you need to be disappointed because every time you take one, you're going to get a little bit better and a little bit better.
0: I mean, I think I live my life in that gap. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been painting for like 19 years, and I'm I'm ne- like I'm never where I want to be, and I I think that's kind of a good thing because yeah, I think if, absolutely. if one day you wake up and go, well, that that painting was perfect, nailed it. Then what? Then where do you go from there?
2: Yeah, it's Ira Glass. I've remembered it's Ira Glass. If anyone wants to Google uh, the quote, okay. yeah, exactly. And actually, it's that good taste of knowing what it is you want to create and what it looks like when it is right that is the talent that's the thing that's going to carry you through because you have that vision of where you want things to go
0: i think a lot of people say like oh, i can see how it looks in my head and then but it's not it's not coming out and that just comes with time and practice doesn't
2: definitely. it? definitely and trial and error is that do you remember trial and improvement from maths gcse like screw it up work out why it didn't work and then try again and and every time it gets a little bit better so my first year on Instagram I was doing a 365 so a photo a day and I really recommend that to anyone who's at the beginning because you get through all of those like awkward teething stages so much faster if you're forcing yourself to pick up the camera and shoot every single day
0: yeah again it's it's setting yourself like Little, I guess it's little wins, isn't it? Like ticking it off the list is like yeah. a photo a day. And I mean, when you, so when, you, when you're when you teaching your clients, do you see them start off in one place and it kind of evolves over time because they're learning things that they didn't expect and, they're, and then it goes in a completely different direction? Yeah,
2: so one of the things we'll do sometimes at the beginning is make like a mood board on Pinterest of how they imagine their account's going to look. But most of the time, when you check back in six months, a year down the line, they've gone off somewhere... Completely different, but they had to start by, with a vision and work towards that to know what the next steps were gonna be.
0: Well, this has been absolutely incredible, and I could talk to you for another half an hour, but um, we are running low on time, so we are going to do some Q&A now. Yes. And uh, we've we've spoke about this already. Q&A is our favourite thing to do, because if you guys are worried about anything, if you've got any specific questions, we can, like, actually get down and, like, actually help you. So if anyone has any questions... And so... as a little
2: incentive, I do have some nice oh, yes. photography posters. So the first however many people who ask questions can have one of these. Yeah, a
0: free uh, one of Sarah's posters if you ask a question also as a nice little bonus. Um, So yeah, any questions, if you raise your hand, we'll get an Apple mic over to you.
4: Oh, hi. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Uh, I've been a long time listener of your podcast and I would just like to ask, where do you think Instagram is going and sort of the future and as a platform, will it still be relevant?
2: Well, I, I don't think it's ever gonna disappear. I don't think Facebook are going to let it disappear, they've they've got far too much invested in it and everybody's on there, so I I don't think the fear that it's going to kind of vanish tomorrow is anything anyone needs to worry about, but of course it's going to just get bigger and noisier and harder to have that organic reach in it, I think we have to be realistic about that as well. I'm actually quite heartened by, did you see the news today that they're rolling out hiding likes? to more countries. They've been testing it in Canada for the last few months. It's now going out to about, like maybe about 10 different locations around the world. And I think that that is an acknowledgement that maybe it's gone a little bit off track and that people are using it in ways that are feeling less nourishing and less enjoyable. And hopefully that's the first step in towards kind of a bit more balance, a bit more embracing the creators again, as well as where it's been heading for quite some time, which is purely social. Because it started as a photography sharing platform and now it's much more being encouraged as like a social media app instead.
0: Yeah, I think we started our business on Facebook in 2010. And, I mean, we never even log in anymore. I mean, it's just not relevant. And they own Instagram. So his, if history repeats itself, they the only way you can be seen on Facebook is if you pay them. I would imagine soon, because it feels like it's already starting to happen there'll be a point where if you want to be seen on Instagram you'll, you'll have to pay for it and that's why I'm a massive advocate of start a podcast start a blog like you own your website that's your space um, and no one can take that away from you there's no algorithms like it's yours so use what like don't fall in love with any platforms just use them for yourself while they're there and, and milk everything that you can out of them, and then don't feel any nostalgia once it's dead. Move on to the next thing. Go where the people are, and, and if you've got true good content, you're like, you will flourish no matter where you are. You will find your audience.
2: And community, like, community is not a thing that is held within any one app, it spreads wider than that. And your community will find you and will follow you. And if you hold space for them somewhere online, they're gonna keep coming back for that. And you have that, I know you have that.
0: So if, if Instagram got deleted tomorrow, Sarah's not worried because most of her followers are on her mailing list and she'll be like, oh, I'm over here now. And they, they go where she goes. So capturing people and making sure that you've, you've got them, but just don't rely on one platform because, yeah, we've seen how that can...
2: Don't put all your eggs in one social
4: media basket, I guess. That's what
0: I was trying to say. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Do we have any more questions?
4: Hi, I'm oops, sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Charlotte. Love your work. I just wanted to know how long did it take for you to get like your first thousand or like a few thousand following? Just because I feel like I'm I'm launching a magazine. I'm in the stage where I'm like kind of stagnant. So where you said about like I'm having to put in a lot of work because I work in advertising, but managing that and then obviously trying to like get good content. So I'm like. Normally I try and do like three posts, well, in detailed posts in a week. But then I'm like, okay, like the week will go by and I haven't done one. So it's like, and then on top of that, you're also trying to get as much following and market yourself. So I just wanted to know how long did it take for you to get your first thousand following, etc. And at what points do you feel like that following started to grow more rapidly?
2: How long did it take you to get to that thousand more recently?
3: I think it was about six months or something on that one, six to eight months on that one. Subsequent accounts have gone a bit faster because I've learned a lot more about engaging with people it's, it's called a social media for a, re- a reason it's not just about posting things and waiting for people to come it's about being sociable it's about off delivering value and starting a community so whereas before I was kind of just posting things and expecting people to enjoy like you were saying earlier expecting people to like what I was posting now I'm talking to people more and engaging with people more and that you know it is hard work and it takes a lot of time but the more work you put into it the faster the journey is and the more you get out of it as well.
2: It also is a difficult one to answer because it really depends on what you're sharing. So if you have like Mrs. Hinch, you guys know Mrs. Hinch, she has a mass appeal of like, her account is about cleaning your home versus say maybe you wanted to start an account about Thunderbirds action figures. That's going to be much smaller niche. There's not as many people in the world or on Instagram who want to follow an account about Thunderbirds action figures as there will be who want to follow something with a broader appeal. So I don't think you need to worry too much about rate of attracting followers. I think it's that thing that you're identifying. You have targets. You know what you want to be doing. And when you're not hissing them, that's not going to feel good for you. It's not going to feel like progress. Whereas at least if you know you're doing everything on your action plan, you know you're kind of doing everything you can. Um, Is the magazine out
4: already or is it to be launched? I'm working on the website at the moment. So mainly I'm hoping that should be done by like October. It's to do with like hospitality, like a restaurant review kind of guide. And then that would be like subscription based. But then currently my posts are mainly on Instagram, like just like kind of building that for now. Which makes perfect sense. It sounds like a
2: really natural home for what you do. Like I if I'm going somewhere new, I look on Instagram for recommendations of places to go. But it might make more sense to people once the whole brand is there as well. Once you've kind of built the rest of it, you might find it gains more momentum. Yeah,
4: yeah. And I think also like well, I've noticed a trend of where with Instagram where if people can see who you are or like can personalize it, but I didn't want that because I want it to be kind of a, almost kind of like anonymous so that it's not like personalized to me. Yeah. But then I don't know whether that's slowing that progression down, if that makes sense. There's room for everything. Yeah,
2: And like you say, people might want that from something like a magazine more than they want it from an individual yeah. account. So I think trust your instincts. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think don't worry too much about how long it took other people to reach their numbers. Focus on what you're doing. The way that we grew the podcast super super fast was by basically interviewing people with huge audiences. So within that industry, the magazine's gonna be about who are the big people in that and try and get in front of them, try and get them featured, because then they'll share that on their story if they're in your magazine. And I would say that when you're first starting out, there's no such thing as too much content. Like three posts a day if you can manage it. Like, just post as much as you can. And then when when you you can slow down once you start to get established. But yeah, I would, I would use influencers within that niche to jumpstart your audience with that.
2: And I guess also tagging the venues and tagging the people that work there and all that sort of stuff. Instagram have a bit of a thing that they say where if you want to get more followers, post more frequently. And if you want to get more engagement, post less frequently. So it's always about trying to find that balance.
3: How important do you think consistency is?
2: Especially when you're starting out, it's one of the best things you can do to grow anything, not just an Instagram, but just keep showing up because people need to get to know you and they need to kind of make you a part of their world and their routines. So if you can set yourself that schedule of three times a week or more and keep showing up and try and make it the same time roughly every day, that will do you so much in terms of kind of connecting.
0: I think we're all let down because of other people, so the average, I'll explain what I mean by that, the average podcast lasts seven episodes before the host gives up, which is around the magic sort of time of like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a podcast, this is going to be brilliant, doing a few episodes and then, oh, no one's listening and then you kind of fade away. And I think that because so many people do start these things and then they don't see them through, we're now all super sceptical of is it worth me following and interacting and engaging with this account? Because they're probably, the, the odds are, they're probably just going to be one of those ones that fade away. So I think it's like, it's proving to your audience in those that, er, that early stage of like, no, I'm here, I'm going to post every Wednesday at 12pm, this is what I do. So that they start to realise that, that you're in it for the long haul and then they'll stick along on that journey with you.
2: So true, and enthusiasm is contagious. Like when you find someone who's full of that energy, you're like, I want you know i want to watch i want to soak this in
0: which is hard when you've only got 200 people on your journey with you but and the day job that's how they start and, and honestly like our early followers are some of the most like supportive like super fans that that are there for everything because because people like to be right and so they support you from the beginning and they're like yeah see look i was there from day one and they Before want to know cool. that
3: But also not trying to go after the followers that you don't have. Do it for the followers you do have. They're the ones that are showing up for you and deliver value to them. And don't just forget them in favor of chasing new followers.
0: That's that's such good advice. Focus on the people who do follow you. Don't even look at the numbers. Just be like, I've got these 200 people with me now. Let me provide value to them. And then they will tell their friends. Don't even, you don't go and find their friends. Let them do that for you.
2: Well, and... and picture them in the room with you like if there's 200 people who know what you're having for breakfast that's amazing like
0: weird actually (laughs) right I think we've got time for one more question well two more okay we're we're gonna do two more we'll be quick yeah
3: I'm just interested in subscriptions so quite often you find whether it's social media um, or various different apps you can first of all subscribe for free and then later on you have to pay and then I just find myself losing interest so I'll subscribe first and then it, I just tail off. How do you manage that on, on social media and, and in the app world?
0: For me, there's, I think there's two ways to make money from social media. So you can either monetize your audience, so if you release books, if you, if you have courses like Sarah does, or you can go the route of brand partnerships or you can do both. I mean, for for us, it's very much we go the route of brand partnerships. So we don't ever um, ask our users to subscribe to anything. Maybe we will do in future. Um, I think, I mean, they say when it gets to the stage of people are asking you, when's your course coming out? That's the time to to build a course, isn't it? So, but I think a lot of people are very, very keen to like, like one email in, be like, oh, okay, you follow me. Oh, yeah, well, buy my course. And, And I don't think that's, that's why you lose interest because you're not, already actively engaging with them and 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 you're not on that journey with them you're you're on the periphery and you're not actually there yet Does i that agree sense? and i
2: think like any industry there's people who are doing a fantastic job and providing really good value for these subscriptions you know people whose patrons are amazing people whose cl- classes are worth every single penny but at, similar to the question-answer, I think, there are apps that you sign up for and you're almost, like, slightly manipulated into subscribing. And there's definitely things that I've bought and I know lots of other people who I know have bought where there's there's so much marketing that it's almost cross the line into manipulation, and you're forced to feel like you need to do it, you need to do it now, and you buy it, and then they don't deliver, and you're kind of left disappointed. And I guess because it's such a new industry that we're all still figuring that out. We're all still finding kind of what's worth it, what's not, who can we trust.
0: We'll, we'll stick around, so we can, we'll can we we'll talk to you afterwards as well, so we can answer. We always stay until every question's answered. That's kind of our thing. So um, we've got one more question and we'll do real real quick, and then we'll introduce James.
3: Hi Sarah, nice to meet you in real. I, I don't know, for me it's just so normal that you achieved this stage of like being known uh, because you're so genuine. I can feel it on your feed and I was so happy to see you today in real. And Thank you. Guys, I will definitely check you out. Your podcast looks great so I will definitely listen Thanks. to that. And my quick question is more about IGTV. Yeah. So I'm myself a YouTuber and I'm just wondering, do you think I should create content on IGTV and start, you know, caring a bit less on, you know, about YouTube and I don't know, because I don't know anything about IGTV and I don't know if there is some room there to grow.
2: It's a great place to be right now if you have strengths in video content creation. I don't, so it's not a great place for me. But Instagram has spent an awful lot of money developing that side of the platform and then kind of didn't really see the uptake on it that I think they were hoping for. So more and more they are pushing it and people will be seeing things like IGTV videos now appear in your home feed. So as you're scrolling, you see them suggested for people. They're appearing on the explore page. And because not many people are creating content for it, you are like a big fish in a small pond. You've got a much better chance of being selected and featured that way than you have on somewhere like YouTube. What I would say is if you've got traction on YouTube, if you've got an audience there who are showing up for you and you feel like that's where your community is, don't feel like you have to. It's not a have to. It's not like time is running out and I should be on IGTV. But if you've got things you want to say, maybe something you want to try out, IGTV could be a great place to experiment and see if you can tap into a different side of your audience there? Can you share a different kind of content there? What is it that works on each platform individually? Because it's always different.
0: Thank you. Instagram um, rewards people for using whatever new things that they put out, so they'll be super kind to anyone who uploads to, to IGTV. Like you're, you're much more likely to get seen uh, than you are on YouTube. So I would start uploading tomorrow, and you can always reuse any of your old content. You can just re-upload it onto IGTV. You've got nothing to lose. So I would, I'd be really. You can bullish do
2: on it. landscape content now yeah. on IGTV yeah. as well, which is a big help. Game and like, like a, Gary V. A useful thing is so if someone comments on your IGTV that counts in the algorithm as a comment across the whole platform so then they'll be shown more of your posts more of your stories and vice versa
3: thank you thank you so much
0: thanks for listening we're trying to help a lot of people with this show so we need your help to grow the community and spread our message if you know someone who'd benefit from hearing
1: what we talked about today or they just need a little nudge in the right direction pass this podcast on to them
0: If you want to hear more, then subscribe to us on iTunes. And if we helped you with anything, we'll really love you forever. If you can leave us an iTunes review, it makes a huge difference. See ya.